0: hi there and welcome to the two dudes talk tattoos podcast podcast about tattooing so great it'll tear the pants right off your hind end i'm one of your hosts for this show my name is ryan othus you can find me online at bettertattooing.com the youtube channel of better tattooing and on instagram at r-i-a-n underscore o-t-h-u-s my co-host for the show is brian matthew you can find him online at the scarlet veil tattoo parlor a Tailored Fit Tattoo Gallery or Brian Matthew Illustrations or Brian Matthew Tattoos on Instagram. Our guest on the show today is Tony Far Tattoos. Mr. Tony Farah. You can find him online on Instagram. It's T-O-N-Y-F-A-R-R-A Tattoos. Or you can even send him an email if you want to have a discussion with him. I think that'll be alright. It's Tony Far Tattoos at gmail.com. He's from Long Beach, California, and he's going to be our guest today. He sent me an email dm was a private message direct post on my my photo that i put up on instagram just a couple days ago and when he sent it i was like hey i think you should be on the show so now i considered it a critique right off the hop and i don't know if many other people would do that as well considering it's online and the propensity of the human psyche to just get crazy and angry and you know trying to put people down or do something or whatever is is so great that the knee-jerk reaction was like hey why is this guy saying this stuff and after a brief you know pause sat there and thought to myself like hey what what's going on with this i thought this is a critique ryan (laughs) this is this is someone telling you that they they think that you could have done better (coughs) and he gave reasons why and it came down to, boy, howdy, if you would have spent more time on this tattoo, it could have been amazing, but you didn't, and you robbed your client of that you know, chance for something better. Now, the joke is with all this stuff that I'm, I'm usually pretty efficient with most of my tattoos, and the shop, <clears throat> sorry, I just bit my tongue a little bit. Let me grab a drink of coffee here. The shop was having a big laugh about it because it's like, oh, I did this super quick, blah, 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 blah and it wasn't a seven minute tattoo but tony wouldn't know of course right he wasn't there in the shop and seeing all this stuff and i don't use social media as a way to try and influence people or gain work even i just put it up there just as a place for me to keep track of photos i think are neat or even to put it up there so that clientele that i work with can can share it on their on their you know, whatever their page i don't know what the hell it's called anymore Anyway, so I, I direct messaged Tony right after he said this this uh, this statement. We had our short exchange, <clears throat> and I invited him on the show. I said, "Hey, why not? Just come on here. If you have something that you think is going to be is you, you know is going to benefit people, is going to be able to help people get better. I mean, please, we need to get this out here, and we need to discuss it." So <clears throat> today's show is about well the critique, why it's important, and I think going into this, if you know that honestly i was not upset nor was tony nor was anyone and it was just great to sit down and talk with someone who was willing to give an opinion and i think the biggest thing is that when he gave his opinion and he knew it had been heard it changes the dynamic of that right so if you're out there you're a tattoo or you're you know not a tattoo or you're living your life and somebody goes onto your page and they're just fucking mean well just tell them to get bent but if somebody does come up to you and they say hey xyz maybe you could do better if you thought about something like this listen to them try it out what's the worst that could happen if you try it that you get better at something i mean really isn't that what we're supposed to be doing out here in world just trying to you know improve ourselves get better live a happy fulfilled life however that is you chase your bliss whatever type of stupid mug statement that we (laughs) got live love laugh you know so anyways that that's that's my intro for the show i hope you guys enjoy it and we uh we'll talk to you again soon if you like what we do please give us a follow subscribe like any of those things even a rating or review on the podcast platform of your choice that you choose to listen to us on and also be sure to tell your friends we really 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 enjoy all the support we've had so far we'd like to keep it going so thank you so much we hope you enjoy the show Um, o- over the past year, I've been working on, um, the philosophy of tattooing in the Western world, like this kind of, uh, dynamic approach to understanding and interpreting philosophy from the inside. Cause everyone who's been okay. writing about it has been fucking academics outside going, I got a tattoo. I want to write a book about it. And it's been fucking weird. Right. So a lot of the stuff I was reading, uh, that had, uh, come about from like, there's like a gap, there's like seventies and the nineties, and there's a couple books in the early two thousands. And then like, there's been fucking nothing past that. Right. Um, right people have been, um, misidentifying, I think like the application of tattooing from the tattooers perspective, because a lot of it is just like, Oh, it's art. Oh, it's this. So it's that. And I've had contrary, uh, theories or philosophies attached to like various artists. I've traveled quite a bit over 20 years. And, uh, I, I never seen it as just so cut and dry. Like I see the media doing that, like the TV shows and the fucking, mm-hmm. you know, all that stuff. Everything is always just like, this is how you fucking do it. And it's, it never made sense to me, right? So right. The, the big chapter I, I just got done getting all the data for was um, removing bias from a, a tattooer's perspective, right? So when I'm okay. going to create a tattoo, I'm not trying to be an artist. I'm not trying to be a tattooer. I'm not trying to do anything. I'm doing exactly what this person sees in their head. Yeah. I
1: think that's, I think that's what all good oh. tattoo artists are ultimately trying to accomplish. Right. Mm. Like you are the, the superpower behind a tattoo. What makes a really good tattoo artist and what makes it an indecent tattoo artist, I think is the ability to read people's minds basically. So mm. when I remember when I first started out, uh, you know, I would miss it sometimes. And my clients would be like, Hey, this isn't what I thought. And that hurts so bad. Oh yeah because I thought I had it. I yeah. thought I had it, exactly what they wanted, but I yeah. didn't. But over the years, you get so good at it that somebody can go, "Hey, I was kind of thinking of, you know, a flower with a rose and then like in some kind of glass case." And then you go, "Hey, I got it." Don't even yeah. say anything more. I already know. And I think that's kind of like what we all strive to do. That's what I strive to do anyways. I try to get in people's minds and I want to put on their skin what they had in their head. At some point, me and
0: my wife were just talking about that. Yeah, yeah. I, I see a lot of people doing that nowadays, but there's always like because we become stylized, it's kind of like fast fashion, in my opinion, with tattooing now. Like you scroll through Instagram or social media and you find something that you like, you're yeah. like, I want that. It's like going shopping at the mall, you're right? You walk around aimlessly and say, Oh, I like that shirt, I'll fucking buy it. You know, you wear it once and you throw it away. And um, I've been forcing the people if they want to work with me in essence to really dig deep and, and understand not only why I'm doing what I'm doing. So using the science stuff behind it, right? Like I think that this will work with this because of your genetics, your background, your history, your lifestyle, et cetera. But then also like trying to really create a more, um, I guess, a, a greater utility in the actual design when they're going through it, because rather than just seeing something they think is hot H-A-W-T, right. Um, yeah. I wanted them to like, yeah, <laughs> i wanted them to be like, this is really good. Right, yeah. and then take that take that empathy of the design, and then have them actually create everything with me. So, like when I go down to do the artwork and stuff, we'll actually do it together. Oh, yeah, okay. And we do all the drawing, so they're like literally. I'm just like totally removing myself and everything. That's why you're basically letting them use you as a tool. Exactly. Yeah. Wow, that's very creative. That's very creative. That takes,
1: yeah, that's so much so much different. Mm-hmm. Um, my only concern with that is man, not a lot of people have the time. That would be the thing. So they would have to be very dedicated to go through that process with you, which I mean, if you're going to spend some time with somebody why not then be dedicated to what you're doing? That's ultimately going to make a, a greater outcome. That's very brilliant, man. I like that.
0: Yeah, it's it's different, dude. It, it's difficult too because like you'll have some people who are just like, "Well, I just want this." I'm like, "Well, this is kind of how I do stuff," and they'll be like, "You're fucking stupid. I don't want to do that. I'm like, "All right, well, that's cool." You know, so <laughs> like, before we do the uh, like an actual consultation, we'll do a meet and greet. We'll just talk, see mm-hmm. if we get along, and let them know they can ask questions, do whatever. I and do the it, same. Thing. Yeah, if it gels, and you're like, "Cool, all right," then let's work together, right? Yeah. Um, and it's weird because if I have people who have maybe three, four, five, less, less than 10 tattoos, for sure, they're really wanting to understand more of what they're doing with their body. But yes. once they get past like that 10 mark, they're just like, fuck it. I need to fill space. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so then you kind of be like, you know, I, for a year, all I did was those really in-depth ones. and It was weird because I, and you've probably seen this, how long you been tattooing? I've been tattooing 14 years now. Yeah. Okay. So you've seen this too, right? Like, as you start building a clientele, regardless of where you're at, you start to track those like people, or you start yes. to pull in just that stuff, right? So I'm getting initially. I, I call getting... them common denominators. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Those dude. are my common denominators. Fucking TM. Yeah. I like mm-hmm. that, dude. What <laughs> 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 I started to see is like when when word got out that I was doing something different. I started pulling in people that were seeking something more, right? And a lot of people were like, oh, it's just this religious or spiritual thing or whatever. But then I started getting people who are like dealing with shit, like, mm. like heavy stuff, right? Like people were like, well, I was sexually assaulted the last time I got a tattoo and I try, to, I want to try to work through it. And you're like, what? <laughs> That's heavy shit. So people started to hear this and they're coming through the woodwork. And like after, after about a year of this, like recently, I guess last month, I was like, I got to stop because it was just like like too much. It was much. Bare, it was it was
1: weighing down on you, huh? Yeah,
0: dude. Yeah. So yeah. we have like I'm going back to just like straight walk and also doing this. So I have the the plethora of of ways we try to approach it. Just I think to- you got to balance it out. You got to balance it out. If I'm hanging around with too many people, especially,
1: you know, in the studio, if I have clients that are just de- depressed and down on themselves all the time, like, you know, those breakup tattoos yeah, where the girl will go dye her hair and then come and get a new tattoo because she just broke up and they're just so full of negativity. Uh, being around that a lot, man, it can change you. It can really have an effect on you. Yeah. And it's like being a therapist, hearing everybody's problems all the time.
0: Yeah. that That's one of the, like, you know, when you first start tattooing, you grew up in it, but like a lot of us who got into it, you know, with no... Background or whatever. When they get into it, you always think it's gonna be I'm tattooing rock stars and strippers and I'm gonna be fucking, you know what I mean? And that's not how this shit goes, man. That's not how it goes. No, you gotta be a a business owner. Give me your manager. (laughs)
1: Give me your (laughs) unstable.
0: Oh, here's the big man himself. His his internet is gonna be shit while he's here, too. Ah, it's okay. Hi, Brian.
2: Damn, you guys got started early,
0: huh? Yeah, he he popped on early. I was making a video. I mean, we were just shooting
2: the shit, man. Yeah. How you doing? What's going on? Look, we almost have matching outfits on. Hey. I was gonna wear a great yeah. hat too.
0: <laughs> mm. I got the fucking woodsman out in the garage. It's forty-one degrees here, so. Yeah. Are you
1: bear hunting, or <laughs> <laughs> did you just get done working on your
0: Oldsmobile? I don't understand. <laughs>
2: <laughs> nice. <No, it's...
0: Undiscussive>. I'm <laughs> No, it's good. <laughs> I, I wrote to brian earlier i'm like this dude just fucking so I, i'm gonna i'm gonna read it here and then we can i okay. guess maybe get back to what we were saying too i i put up a a, t- a tattoo on instagram it's a, a horrible picture and uh tony our guest today you want to do a plug here before he gets your your fucking comments oh
1: hi i'm tony um if you would like to see my work or uh any of my art please look up at tony Farah tattoos on instagram or facebook
0: that's it, man. <laughs> oh, cool. So Tony wrote in on the Instagram. He says, really looking at this picture, though it's blurry, man, this work is not up to your usual standards. I think taking your time is the way to go. No need to rush. As a piece of flash, that's kind of the joke. And he said, right. "Welp, unfortunately, joke's on you. Poor tattoo from someone so intelligent. Disappointing, dude. I told my wife that. And she was like, "Oh my god! <laughs> and then, did, does she hate me now? Does she like hate me? Because my
1: wife does that too. She like will attack somebody else if they criti- critique critique no. me at all.
0: No, she's she was great. She's like, man, he fucking burned you. How do you feel? I'm like, it was a little ouchy for a second. I think I want to have him on the show. She goes, "Oh my god, you should do that." So like, text Brian. I'm like, Brian. He's like. You have such bad pictures, right? It's just like that's the fucking theme of your Instagram. <laughs>
2: it's true though. That pictures. I really perfect. just want to like spend the day with you and show you how to use your
1: phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's got a phone that has like 1080p and everything on it. And wants to he takes his pictures while he's walking or something. Yeah. I know you're a, I know you're you're a busy man, but well. I, I think the whole thing that I was trying to get across, and I didn't mean to be an no, asshole no, anything no, like were not that.
0: An asshole. That's, what, that's gonna be the topic today, right? I wanna talk about fucking critiques. Okay. I think that that's I think it's important because in this industry, especially right now, like it, I've said it a bunch of times on the show. I asked Brian to give me a critique and he fucking just gutted me. It was hilarious. I fucking <laughs> loved it, right?
1: I like that. Yeah. yeah.
0: I, and this is something that's missing a lot. I see that a lot of isolation, like small cliques. People are going and, and opening up like private studios before they really have a ton of experience. And if if you say something about their tattoos, they fucking break down, right? They block you. They do yeah. all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Realistically, like I, over social media, it's really difficult to get someone's full opinion. And we got, you know, so many characters to write and it's like, fuck, I'm not this invested in letting you know what I fucking think. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just bring you on, you know, like bring you on, like give us your explanation. My
1: thing was, and here's what got me about you. Yeah. I listen to your guys' podcast. I'm an avid listener. And you two That's are your first fuck
2: up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> you two are so smart, so cerebral. I've never, I've never heard anybody, uh, let alone two people, so cerebral about the approach. Uh, so I had not seen your work for... A few, like maybe two months while listening to the podcast, had no idea um, what you had done. But I knew that you knew all the knowledge. Yep. I, I could hear it. I was like, this guy knows what the fuck he's talking about. He, he's going through, you guys are going through all the stuff and more that I didn't even know, you know? And of course, no one's ever gonna know everything, mm-hmm. but um, I was genuinely surprised about your guys' knowledge. And then when I, one day, I was just sitting at home, had a little bit of free time, and I started mm-hmm. looking up your work and i was like man he's pretty good and then that last picture i know your pictures aren't perfect and i can see past that cuz i've done it. i know my pictures suck too i yeah. i bought a dslr you don't have R- to
0: qualify and, dude fucking run this into the ground this you're good i can yeah. take it more and <laughs> i just noticed your caption you
1: did you forgot to mention what the caption was what was the caption on your oh, picture
0: uh piece of flash did this in 7 minutes did this in seven minutes. That was what
1: got me. And I thought, now, was that true or was that just a joke? Oh,
0: it's an inside joke at the shop. It was
1: not true. Oh, okay. So to me, I had no idea. Yeah. I thought maybe you really did just whip that out in like seven minutes and we're bragging about it. And I was like, (laughs) bro, what the fuck? (laughs) Take your time, slow down. Yeah, yeah. And as far as critiquing goes, I mean, you have to be willing to accept your faults in order to get better. Yeah. These days in social media, uh, the algorithms have got us so comfortable with just seeing what we want to hear and see. That's yeah. it. They, yeah. they cater to us so much that when somebody says something that we don't like, we throw fit like a little fucking baby. <laughs> and yeah. I fucking can't stand that. Get on my page. Tell me all the shit I did wrong. I know I fucking suck. No one's gonna, you know... I critique my stuff more than me. So bring it all on. I shake lines, unsaturated. You know what I mean? The black looks patchy. I get it. I get it. But with the right mindset, all that critiques is going to make your tattoos better in the future. All right. I got to fix this shit. Work on now. It's time to go to work. Yeah. You know, and uh, man, I was hoping that you didn't take it like, like I was being an (laughs) asshole. Like, man, you're so good. Like, take some time. You got
0: it. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, it kind of goes back to what we were talking about just before Brian had hopped on, right? When you're when you're getting into something and, and somebody brings in a design. And I guess to preface it with like how I was saying, like how I was how I've been doing stuff originally, uh, versus like the past year. Yeah. Um when someone brought in something to me, I'll check with them. I'm like, do you want any changes to this? And they're like, No, exactly this. So things to know it was the dude's first tattoo. Okay. Uh, inner arm, he's a bit overweight. There's a lot of swelling that was going on with that stuff. A lot he sat of like, stretching. Yeah, he he sat like a, a friggin' champ, right? But as soon as we stopped, I gave him a wash down with some soap and his skin went, Oh my god, fuck it, whatever. Ah. He was excited, he was jumping, he was happy, he was doing all this stuff. I snapped the picture and was like, It looks like a good tattoo. I didn't even look at the picture when I posted it. Uh-huh. And i was just like because i you can just, tell yeah i don't give a shit and uh i put it up there but it, it was it was fucking cool right because like i know i know what the tattoo looks like isn't it weird? like
1: how much how to translate what it looks like in real life yeah. versus taking
0: a fucking picture yeah yeah and it's it's not the same people do videos yeah. they use the filters the fucking lights all this other stuff you know and uh brian and i don't do that <laughs> we're just like ah, oh, fuck let the chips fall where they may you know and yeah we have critiques on stuff and i know like uh we send tattoos back and forth constantly and if mm-hmm. something's not right we're pretty quick to tell each other like i don't think that was fucking good <laughs> like Ooh. you guys are you guys are <laughs> actual friends then yeah. <laughs> that's some real friendship right <laughs> yeah i'll send stuff to brian and i'm like and it's always just like well here we go let me Se- have it seventh layer of hell Let's just take a stroll right through this stuff because he'll he'll <laughs> let you know right off the hop and it's it's great because having somebody who is honest with you that you trust what they say and and yeah. how they look at it and you know it's it's unfiltered he doesn't like when I get critiques from Brian he doesn't look at it from his perspective as to what he would have done he looks at just technically that looks yeah. wrong that looks wrong that looks wrong fix that okay yeah that makes sense you know and. Uh, <laughs> There's only been one time with Brian where I'm like, hey, you missed a fucking line." And he's like, Whoops. "Oh, <laughs> yeah, man." <laughs> it
2: and was so some silly.
0: Too. It was like way back in the background. I don't know mm-hmm. why. It's just like the very first second my eyes had locked on to that. It was the first thing I seen. I was like, bup, bup, bup. "He just just like Haha. fix it next time," you know. Um, <laughs> that goes down to the, to this. I think that the, the industry, just like you said, it's it's we don't know how to take criticism. Yeah, and when when you wrote what you wrote. I knew exactly where you're coming from, right? And I was like, "That's mm. it's fucking honest." I don't, th- I didn't think you were just pulling and being a dick and just being like, "Oh, you know, I'm Thank better." than you. And than it's you. like, no.
1: dude, I, I, I felt, I felt like an asshole as soon as you DM'd me. I was like, "Ah, oh, shit!" Like right when I saw the DM pop up, I was like, "Fuck me, dude!" I just, <laughs> I, sh- I never open my mouth, and the one time I do, God damn it! But. Luckily, dude, you were so nice and willing to talk about it. And that's 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 awesome. That shows what kind of uh character that you have. Oh,
0: thanks, man. Fucking No, I think it's 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 something that we need to do. And this is something with I've noticed in piercers, you know, like piercers. I'm not drinking today, Brian, at all. I'm fucking (laughs) sober. So nice. With piercers, <laughs> when you do a piercing and you put it up online, your app certified not or whatever, right? If something's off, a piercer would be like, "That's fucking off by .03 mil," and they're not saying it. Well, they are kind of being dicks most of the time when they're doing it, but there's like this collective understanding where people are just like, "No, it needs to be fucking perfect," right? And they push and they, yeah. push, and they push and they push and they push. And I don't see that in tattooing at all. We need it, we need it though. Yeah, you go into a we shop, and, you know. I mean,
2: <laughs> apples and oranges.
0: <laughs> You go into a shop, there's uh, five tattooers who all been tattooing less than five years, and they're all working, and everything that they say is, that's great.
1: Yeah, they just kind of kiss ass because,
0: right. yeah. Well, you
1: know what I've noticed, too, uh, in in my experience? I have a couple of friends that aren't tattoo artists. I have one friend that's a graffiti artist and another friend that's a, a, a code programmer, mm. and... They give me some of the best critiques that I've ever had. So that's, I don't even turn to tattoo artists that much anymore. I turn to people in other fields, specifically the graffiti artist. his name's Ryan, and he'll look at something. And he's not a tattoo artist at all, has no interests. He has mm. a few, but not heavily tattooed. And he can tell me right where I fucked up every time without fail, just like Brian does for you. Mm. Um, but, man, I get nervous sending him shit because he really roasts the shit out of me. <laughs> <laughs> he really, I got to, like, have a good day
2: going. Oh. Two artists are, like, a large collective of individuals all wearing mom goggles, you yeah. know? So, like, no matter uh, what you show them, they're just like, oh, that's fucking sweet, dude. <laughs> it's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Let's like, put it on the fridge. That's, yeah. Like, thank you for letting me know you're lying, I guess. Yeah. Like, it doesn't help any certain scenario and now because of uh, this bizarre uh, pc thing that's killing everyone's soul no one's allowed to critique anyone and it's no. fucking troublesome you know yeah, because, it's yeah. realistically an issue because that's where setbacks are happening you know if you could just walk into any random shop and be like your work looks like shit fix it and then they just be cool with it yeah. Right. Like, imagine that scenario. That's Tattoo true. shots would be so much fucking
0: better. That's fucking true. True. It's just, yeah. It just—it irks
2: me. I can't stand it.
0: That's so funny. Yeah, I, I, and I don't know why. It's like we we always have to qualify stuff as tattooers. I think, as we don't really know what we're doing until way later on, right? yeah, you, yeah like-
2: i don't give a fuck about the rest of the human population i'm just specifically talking about tattoo artists so <laughs>
0: <laughs> don't
2: take that too far but yeah. in a tattoo shop there's a real need and desire for critique and just overall growth you know so you can't just pigeonhole yourself into a corner where you're not allowed to talk about how fucked up the shit you're doing is otherwise you're never going to expand
1: yeah, everybody wants their work critiqued, but no one wants to give it, and that's why we're all just sitting here stagnant, doing the same shit. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And I, my, my friends have critiqued my stuff and it helped me get out of slumps. I mean, I've been in slumps where I, you know you just start doing Pinterest shit over and over and Oh, I love that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you just keep doing the same things over and over, and you just kind. I got into a slump, and mm. then somebody was like critiquing i was like hey what do you think about this tattoo and they're like dude you're coasting what are you doing you're just coasting through your career you're not pushing yourself you're not you're just doing the same shit everybody else is doing and i needed to hear that i needed that critique like yeah. fuck, dude, I had it hurt and at the time i was kind of pissed <laughs> but in the end and i was laying down that night i was thinking i do need to do something else i need to i need to change and yeah. ultimately you know those types of changes when you catch yourself like that
0: propel you into uh doing better work Mm -hmm. yeah i totally got you all of us i think have had a relative eye opener from someone either externally or in brian's case just from himself right where you're just like (laughs) this shit sucks you know (laughs) that's like that spot where when you hit those those roadblocks is usually that point of growth right you've plateaued long enough something's stepping in to fucking make you jump up right if you're hitting that every fucking day with a critique or doing something else, it can cause you to just grow so quickly. That's why some of these younger guys who are coming in have been tattooing like three years are just so fucking good, man. Like in Vic- Vancouver, Victoria, oh, yeah. right? Just like everyone up there is just a plus. You know, they 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 the mom gobble- goggles have come off, and they're like literally, I think, just trying to kill each other because their work is so fucking good all the time. Have you seen the guys <laughs> in Bali? Oh yeah.
1: Oh man, those guys in Bali that are doing like. Back pieces in a day. That's all they do. Full sleeves in a day. I mean, a lot of those guys are kind of doing the same designs over and over, just throwing it in different ways. But man, those guys in Bali, I mean, with zero to little training, I've seen a couple of guys from out there with one year of experience and their shit looks like a 15 year guy out here.
2: Yeah. And
1: man, it's, it's incredible. It's incredible. I think once they, they've been tattooing with crappy machines, for so long out there that they're finally starting to get good equipment sent out there or some, I, I think the equipment has made a big issue because ever since they got those rotary machines their levels have just stepped up out there. It's pretty crazy to see.
0: Yeah. I, you know, I, I have a, I, I think that I could see a diminishing return, just like a devil's advocate stuff on this for the machine usage and stuff with them. Um, because there's there's people who do phenomenal work without machines. You know what I mean? Yeah,
1: that's true.
0: And, yeah. And uh, we've talked about it before. It's kind of like the the industry and the tools that we use inside of it have become almost a scapegoat for people who just don't do good. You know what I mean? And it's yeah. funny because it's like we all hear this all the time, right? If you do X, the change your machine, change your needles, change your pigment, you'll get better. And that that, that yeah. totally that that's like a step aside. That's totally pulls into this critique stuff too, because you're moving it aside and you're placing the blame is somewhere that's so opaque like we they started changing all the labels i don't know if you've seen this or not on the pigment bottles in the united states now we're just this proprietary formula yeah they won't yeah. let you know actually what's in stuff or any of this stuff. they're trying to you know yeah good, and good opaque. luck finding out yeah luckily yeah. we know a few people doing some testing so i uh... know <laughs> <laughs> i heard that podcast that was so awesome Yeah. So when you start removing all this stuff and you create more opaqueness, I've been trying to get this one guy on Matt Johnson. He's a a PhD. He studies the effects of um, consumerism and advertising on the brain. And uh, it's pretty cool stuff. He he wrote a couple books. I don't remember the names off the top of my head, but it's interesting reads. If you're into that sort of stuff,
1: I have read some of that sort of stuff. You know, Um, who's a master at that kind of stuff was Sam Walton. I just in fact, I was just reading about Sam Walton and Uh, how he used to put tires in his office. And for when his uh, when people came to make deals mm. and the reason he did the tires was so that they would be uncomfortable and want to make a deal fast and get out. Yeah, yeah. this is smart, interesting right? stuff.
0: psychology stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> the idea with the brands, especially nowadays, is that they, they create a space to where they can put someone fancy on the label. And I know a bunch of dudes who are sponsored who don't even use the fucking products. They don't give a shit, right? Yeah. And uh, they say, if you use this, then you can tattoo like this. It's like, if you buy Air Jordans, you can play in the NBA. Which, yeah. you know, if you don't know how to play basketball, you're fucked, <laughs> right? It's like, if you give a pair of high heels to LeBron, he's still going to fucking slay. Yeah. So there's always like the, the weird coming out. It would back, be huh? much hotter though, but he yeah. would still. <laughs> See those calves? <laughs> Fuck. Uh, <laughs> but I think like, I guess I could see it like at a point where if they're using, you know, the fucking $5 cam machines or something, right. They're trying to do something they're shorting out and everything is just inconsistent. The needles are just poor quality and, you know, carriers and every, everything else is just lower grade. As soon as they start getting those better things, it should help them improve. Right. But yeah. to the point with some of the stuff that they're doing is at times it's unbelievable. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but they get to that point, there has to be some type of foundational knowledge, I think, in, on my, in my opinion, right, that would get them to that spot. I think if we were to take them then and give them their old machines back now, that they'd still be able to replicate it.
1: So I can speak from experience about exactly what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. I started tattooing in prison. Oh, no shit. I mean, yeah, right on, I, se- I don't look like that guy, but I was that uh, guy. I did uh, uh, I did seven years here in California, three different uh, state penitentiaries. And when I started off, I started drawing. I was not artistic as a kid. When I was growing up in a tattoo shop, Shadow's Tattoos out in Kansas, couldn't draw. I swept the floors, man. I, I cleaned the, the, the tubes. I I did all that stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, and when I went to prison, I went to prison for, for getting into a fight. I got into one fight. Guy went to the hospital. Uh, I was in Victorville, and I ended up getting seven years. No shot. Bad deal, dude. Got Uh, railroaded, no money for a lawyer. They kind of screwed me up. So I started drawing Mickey Mouse like cards for ramen noodles. And you know, same old story, Um, went to prison. My first tattoo was actually pretty crazy, it's a pretty crazy story. There was a, it was a skinhead leader in prison named Haas. This guy looked like Butterbean. You you remember Butterbean the boxer? (laughs) He looked like that guy. So I get in to the prison and we're in a gym that has like 303 level bunk beds inside of it. There's actual basketball goals there. And there's like a podium up front where the cops sit. And it's just, it's like, it looks like a swap meet of prisoners. It looks horrible. It smells horrible. And I'm drawing one day and this guy Haas comes up to me and goes, Hey, newbie, how you doing? I said, I'm doing all right. You know? And he goes, Hey, I heard you're a pretty good artist. Can you draw this bull that I grew up with? I said, bull? <laughs> you grew up with a bull? That's how big this motherfucker was. <laughs> so I said, all right. And I had just got into doing like pencil portrait work. Oh. So it took me about a week to finish this bull. I get it done and I hand it to him. And he's so excited. He's elated. He's like, man, this looks so good. It looks just like him. Do you know how to tattoo that? And I said, no, sir, no, I've never touched a machine. I've never done any of that. He goes, well, you're going to do it tonight. You can draw it that good. You can tattoo it. And I said, no, no, please don't do this to me. I don't want it. I can't. I don't know what I'm doing. And he goes, well, I'm going to get you this stuff. And we're going to do it tonight. I couldn't say no. This guy was like way up there. I, I'm going to die. I'm new, dude. I've only been here for like a week. So he gets this, uh, he gets a machine. It's made out of a CD player motor. There's like a highlighter with a big pin going through it. He's using an, uh, an E guitar string. and got it hooked up to some battery pack that's in a sweatband. And we start tattooing at 2 a.m. with a headlamp on in the dark and everything while everybody else is asleep. Four hours later, I get done with that tattoo. And he goes to the bathroom and I can't tell if he's happy or mad. And I hear him yelling because he's in there washing it off and he's starting to wake everybody up. And I'm thinking, Oh no, if I do something that wakes everybody up in this jail, in this prison, I'm fucked. (laughs) I'm going to be the least popular person ever. He's walking towards me. He's walking towards me. And you know how like big people kind of walk leaning forward. He's walking like that real fast, closer and closer. And I think, well, if I hit him first, I'm, I, there's, I'm not going to survive, but if I can just take one hit from him and I survive and then I hit him once, I'll get some respect. It's uh, closer and closer. And he wraps his arm around me and he gives me a bear hug. Oh, that's nice. And I said, thank fucking God. <laughs> And I tattooed like that for the rest of my seven years in, in prison. In fact, I still have my date book with all my appointments and everything. Oh sure. And then I got out and I learned how to use a real machine. I went through an apprenticeship in Whittier, California. I think that if you gave me back a prison tattoo machine, yeah. I could still kill it. Because that drawing foundation was there. If yeah. I didn't draw all those times for food for to live, basically, <laughs> if I didn't yeah. draw... Then the tattooing, uh, you know, I would be a shit tattooer now. Even with the best machines, it, it wouldn't matter. And I yeah. think that goes with what you're saying. You know, exactly. as long as that foundation is there, you know, you can kill it with a, a stick and poke. You yeah, know, dude,
0: that's a good story. That's a good. I don't have any stories like that. I, know.
1: <laughs> I have quite a few
2: actually.
0: <laughs> it's been a long trip for me, man. Yeah, it's been a long, cool. strange
1: trip. But um, it's it's definitely worth it in the end to do what I love to do. I honestly love to make... I've been chasing... That hug that he gave me, I have been chasing for 14 years. I want yeah. that hug every time. And mm. I know I'm doing a good job
0: if if I can get that hug. Yeah, that's cool, man. What do you think of the story, Brian? You're awfully quiet.
2: It's pretty funny. <laughs> I was just wondering if my shit was uh, going to cut out or whatever. I I haven't really shit weather so i have shit internet
0: uh um, that's okay man that's fucking fantastic person living out in the middle of fucking nowhere yeah oh by the way brian the house is looking great dude cassie post that picture of the outside of it it looks fucking phenomenal dude
2: oh yeah uh
0: i the outside of the house got finished up like i don't know Five months ago. I think you sent me a picture when you just finished the painting and stuff. It's all settled. It just looks tidy, dude. Yard looks good. Yeah, Yeah, it looks fucking nice, dude. Took that old beat-up piece of shit made her shine. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Now it's just the inside. (laughs) It's rough. (laughs) That's fucking cool. Well, last week I got I've been getting super drunk on the show. I figured I was actually gonna try to do one silver. Um, but we started answering uh, hey. questions. I know, dude. Not I haven't had a, a drop of alcohol in like four days. Can you fucking believe that shit? I'm like betraying my Irish uh, uh, heritage here. Um, but we had uh, we had started doing the 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 question from that guy, and I didn't hit record because I'm a fucking idiot. Mm. And uh, <clears throat> I was wondering, do you want to do you want to pile through that again? We have. Uh... Might as well. I can't fucking remember it. So. <laughs> we'll approach it good here tony do you want to do you want to try to do a, a listener question with us yeah sure whatever you got yeah. cool. i'm down we'll do, do this question then we'll fucking <clears throat> cut for commercial and, and have a little chat so okay. um i'll send the pictures i'll share a screen here in a second but i'm just going to read out the uh the email that we got it's, it's kind of a long one so i'll condense it down big fan of the show says mike scott i've been in an apprenticeship under an old school guy it's been difficult getting any straight answers on basically everything it seems I feel bad because I'm expecting a certain amount of skill slash knowledge to learn from him, and I find myself looking online for answers. On to my question. I've been tattooing my leg for a while now. It's almost completely out of space. I've been approaching it, blah, 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 blah. Major issues I'm running into now is color packing because he's comfortable with his line work, evidently. I can't figure out if it's getting overworked, if I'm having a reaction to the pigment, or if I've given myself an infection or any combination of those above. He's been fucking around with his power. He uses some British coil. Remember we looked those up? They're like, thousand a thousand pound british coil That's
2: right
0: uh, yeah Oh, so it's absolutely amazing uh, he sent some pictures he's like the color just looks like shit how do i fix it so i will pull up a couple of the pictures here yeah two better <laughs> <laughs> i guess we solved it it's all done um <clears throat> here is oh here is our our tattoos so we've got one here it's a bird evidently it's on the leg pearlescent white skin you can see how that's healing up and then here is a beveled star we'll put these photos up on the podcast we can have another too. so
2: you know what i don't understand about the star Mm. what what are these black chunks in the lime green what happened there yeah yeah like i know how you fucked the rest up but how did you get this black in the lime green
0: yeah it looks to me like it's bear is a barian flick, right If we're looking at that outside of the top right hand line, you can see the line like it's a liner. it looks like it's being used same grouping on the outside there and you can see it hitting and flicking out. And I think he tried to flick at the tip and maybe skipped in.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It looks like he used the same it looks like
1: he used the same needle for the whole tattoo. Yeah and he is just I mean right here at the bottom left I can see. Uh, he really dug himself a, mar- a, a trench right there. Yeah. see with that top center. The whole thing is just yeah. yeah. There's like a big black dot at the top center too. Is that what you were talking about? That black? Yeah. It's
2: just, it's just random ass black right in the lime green.
1: It looked like he dropped the machine on himself right there.
0: <laughs> you can see a flick. You can see the, the angle of it starting to turn as it comes around, right? So if this is yeah. looking down the cameras and backwards, right or left-handed he's flicking down he hasn't repositioned his wrist and when he got up to the top he ended up trying to flick into the tip right you can see a skip over yeah i'm seeing that that that's that's bad so in a fundamental way yeah it looks
1: like a combination of uh overworking um going too fast and maybe hanging your needle out a little bit too far and just shooting <laughs> up that skin
0: Alex, like it's a bit of not right? paying
1: attention. I mean, <laughs> you I don't understand. I mean, I did it too. And I don't even understand how I did it, how you just leave gaps yeah. and not saturate. <laughs> I don't know how, when I, when I started tattooing, I didn't understand saturation, but now that I do, I constantly ask myself, how did I miss that? And it looks like this guy kind of, I wonder what he was looking at. What his reference image was. I don't think there was anything.
0: I think it was probably just trying to do a beveled star and didn't actually know how to do it. Right. And mm-hmm. I think that things like this, and I see people trying to do saturation. It looks like there's many different techniques that were used throughout and it's just learning. Now, there is one thing that, that I forgot to read here. And this is something that Brian and I had talked about um, before is this this bottom bottom paragraph here. I'm no kitchen wizard. The practice is done in an environment as close as possible to a shop. <laughs> so. We can see that this is probably, even though I'm having an old school apprenticeship, but maybe it's just out of the basement. We don't know. There is, there may not be. This reads
2: as, I'm not tattooing in a kitchen. I'm tattooing in a living room. Uh, yeah. I swear to God, I was just <laughs> gonna say that he moved it
0: from the kitchen <laughs> to the living room. So, 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 and we were talking about critiques. I thought this actually all kind of worked out well. So now, now we pulled the piss right. Like this guy, like you don't know what you're fucking doing, but you're you're asking for help. But first yes. off, the tattoo is shit. We, yeah. We've got to say it. Like, there's no argument about this. If somebody came in and paid for this, they would walk back in wanting it fixed after all the scar tissue had hopefully subsided. I so, have seen homeless people outside of a truck
1: stop tattoo better than
0: this. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Do we need to just have you come on and burn people? Fuck. That's two well, good I... ones in one day.
1: <laughs> this right Christ. here is complete trash. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh golly! So let's let's say if we were to give actual actionable stuff that this person could try to try to do, let's just run down the list. Brian, what's your first?
2: Well, I remember when we first got the email or looked at it. Yeah. We then looked up the machines, and the machine that he's buying is a liner shader combo oh, no. coil machine. Uh, right. A typical was, beginner first point was so. Chances are, this machine's obviously running too fast. So go buy a color packing machine that'll run at around 90 cycles per second instead of your 110 to 120 cycle per second machine that you're using right now so it'll slow down the machine for you. Like That's just easiest first step to make.
0: Not not voltage. I've seen a lot of people saying, when I'm talking about throw, I know a lot of people actually don't understand what I'm talking about. They're thinking about, like, if you're using a rotary, they're doing like, you know, cam throw, not actual like needle throw out of the end of the tube. They're like, oh, you got like two point four throw on this, and they're like, whoa, yeah, whoa, whoa, you need to use a four mil machine at all. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? No, it's different. Think about speed, depth, all these things are very specific. So yeah, not voltage, but actual s- speed of the machine. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> all right, Mr. Tony, what do you think? You give me one here. Honestly, um, I
1: mean. How to, how to fix this tattoo, is that what you're yeah, asking?
0: No, just if you were to give, let's say this person's if I your to apprentice. Give him. He's your apprentice.
1: Okay, is so this is my homie and I'm giving him some, yeah. some critique here. Yeah. Build, learn how to build. Instead of trying to, and this is something that, this is a way that I learned too. I had a lot of trouble with lining and packing at the beginning and I wanted to just pound the ink in like I saw my colleagues do. And like I saw online and just you get that whole black triangle in one shot. I loved that. That's what I aspired, but I wasn't ready for that. And I wasn't, you know, I was still new and it looks like, you know, that's kind of what he was doing. He saw something online, I don't know, or maybe his, um, mentor, uh, Yeah. yeah, mentor, you know, did it in front of him and he goes, Oh, I can do that too. And just didn't have all the knowledge. I would, I would tell him to build start low like instead of trying to just run one line solid take like a small liner build it up and go slow take your time it's not it's not a rush thing I think a man maybe half of the half of my critiques are to just go slower and yep. just build instead of trying to get this nautical star tattoo done in five
0: minutes yeah that's uh go slower just take your time yeah be take your be, time be, per- and build it be precise. No. yes be precise Mm. it's not a race if you're gonna
2: have an apprentice or teach anybody anything you have to be able to teach consistency first and consistency is based on knowing what you're looking at so you have to tattoo in small little steps and check and observe every centimeter that you're doing at a time Mm. if you can do that and become consistent at doing that that consistency turns into larger and larger and larger areas faster and faster and faster. And that's a huge step that everybody always just avoids or doesn't give a shit to think about. So for your first year, you're just trying to figure out how to become consistent to something. Yeah. Because it's just not fucking explained. No. <laughs> yeah. You know, when I first
1: started out, I used to practice that. I would break my drawings up into uh graph paper, like grid paper. And I would do every little square at a time. I would the reference picture, like if I was drawing a portrait, I would put the graph lines on it on Procreate, and then you know I would put my drawing on graph paper and I would work on one little square at a time. Yeah, okay. you're exactly right. I Nico, like that
0: idea. Nico did that stuff
1: too when he started doing color portraits. Oh man, Nico is Boom. he's my idol, man. I love him. He's
0: good. He, well,
1: he's the nicest guy. Uh,
0: here's a here's one. So this person's trying to do a beveled star. There's no center lines on any of the bevels. So I'm saying if somebody is going to be doing something first, rather than trying to be an artist, find the subject matter that you're working off of, copy it directly. Don't focus on being an artist for the first five years of your tattoo experience. You're not, people aren't going to pay you for your art. You're not an artist. You're not an artist until you understand what the fuck you're doing, you know, and that takes a lot of time. So if you're going to be doing something like this, figure it out, just like Brian said, break it down into manageable pieces and go step by step. If you don't have your borders on a line dependent design established effectively, you're going to fucking fail. Simple. Solid advice. That's it. Solid. We can say with all this stuff. It's you know, it's always gonna come down to each individual person what they're gonna do. But those would be like I think those are three good fucking critiques. Yeah. Well, Brian did too, so four. You get four for the price of three. <laughs> you fucking <laughs> um, anyways, uh, no, it's it's bad. All of us have been there. You know, I was gonna say there's there's yeah. A phenomenon I've been talking to uh, with season recently. I think we talked about this uh, the other day, Brian. Where like when you first start tattooing, there's so much going on. You're focusing on so much that you actually stop paying attention to what you're tattooing. Your eyes blank out, and you're just kind of running by feel at that time. Like you're not fully aware and present of stuff. And it takes time to notice that that's happening. You have to be constantly aware and watching what the fuck is going on. Make sure your eyes don't get tired. Like we have the eye exercises that we tell everyone to do is. You know, every hour you gotta take a break. Go outside, look at something as far away as you can see, somewhere half that distance, half that distance back, and then look at your hand up close and do that like 10-15 times. So help the eye muscles relax and help open up that stuff so that you can like focus again. And if you're sitting Have here, you? especially when you're new, fuck man, it takes forever to do shit. You know, yeah. you gotta relax your fucking <laughs> eyes every once in a while. Anyways, yeah, what's up? Yeah.
1: Have you ever been concentrating so much that a tear just comes out of your eye for no reason? Oh, yeah, I've gone blind. Yeah, yeah.
0: I've gone blind. It, I had the eye so sometimes. bad, my entire vision became artifacts, like little small, colorful triangles and rainbow patterns and stuff. And it just slowly went into I had this little tunnel vision space. People pay for that, bro. Fuck. That was, yeah, I, was, I was like, is this an acid flashback? And I see my optometrist? He's like, no, you have an eye grain. And I'm like, what? He's like, you have an ocular migraine. I'm like, fuck. He's like, what do you do? I'm like, tattooing. He's like, well, that makes sense. Okay, thanks, Doc. <laughs> I do this. I, I take a
1: step back probably every five minutes while I'm tattooing. I must look like a crazy madman. But about every five minutes, I roll the chair back.
0: Yeah. And
2: you guys do that too?
0: No. I I, I get move. No.
1: If I, I stay in it too long, I I'll, I'll lose the overall... Big picture,
0: you get fucking pigeonholed. You fall into that yes. little thing. It's like this is not right? And then you just yeah. obsess over it. Yeah. <laughs> it used to lead. It
1: used to lead me to overworking too. Yeah. You know? It used to be a real problem. That's why I have to take a step back every about five minutes. And how,
0: how long did it take you to learn that? Uh five years. <laughs> <laughs> if you look at
1: my first five years worth of work, which. It's not great. Uh, you can see what I was doing wrong. Oh, yeah, dude. You can All see it. All of us it. are like that. Fuck. But my therapist actually told me to do that. Mm. Yeah. So my therapist was like, uh, and, you know, I was like, I'm not getting, I know what I need to do, but the outcome is just not happening. Oh. And she, she was like, dude, just take a step back every five minutes. And I've been doing that ever since. I've been doing that for
0: a long time now. Yeah. All tattooers <laughs> have some degree of OCD. <laughs> like uh, straight yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> you have to right you have to yeah brian's pumpkins i mean it's just like the most ocd artist i've ever met in my entire fucking life he's like i'm gonna give it a go he curves <laughs> out this fucking just amazing thing it's these crazy ideas that's uh, what i love, the next one. I'm like what the fuck that's perfect he's like that nah, <laughs> it's not like it's perfect because i couldn't do it so therefore the bar is way out of reach i'm just yeah. like fuck He's like looking at some professional pumpkin carvers being like, man, that's better than mine. I can fucking all get them one day. Ah, Fucking rock and roll. Fucking How are you going to do it? (laughs) That's
2: too short to not be competitive. Uh, That's
0: cool. Well, why don't we go back to Oh, man, I almost threw up. Holy shit. You got to warn me before you throw that back up there, dude. (laughs) Go back to the first picture of the same fella. And we got this bird. Burba. And uh identifying it here, there is, I mean, throughout the tattoo, there's massive amounts of scar tissue. Massive, massive. You can see down here if I zoom in, you can see chop Ooh. marks from mag, right? Yeah fluttered, left skin, oversaturated, you know. Uh line work is all blown out. It's way oversaturated. I shouldn't say blowout, it's leaky as fuck. Um, and then the center part of this bird is just something else. It looks, it looks like. It looks like it got burnt with a blowtorch. It looks like there's another baby <laughs> bird trying to escape out of it. <laughs> it's rough. That's rough. And I it's think. Rough. We, what did we What did we come up with last time, Brian? when We were looking at this. What did we identify? Uh, well, so like the big issues here are like
2: where he's got darks. So the skin's a lot better, obviously, than where he's using light colors. The lime green, this super bright blue, sky blue, etc. So he's just running into that issue of overworking because he's not understanding that he's already met his max there. Right. Yeah. Like when you're working with lighter colors, especially starting off, they bleed or weep a lot more than darker colors. Oh. So <laughs> when newbies see that, they don't understand that it's already been successfully tattooed. So then they'll just go again and go again and go again. Until they're convinced that they've got the ink there in the skin. Yeah. And realistically, that's probably what
0: this guy is doing. It's just way overworked. Yeah. I, I completely the, agree. Um, yeah. Lime green. Remember like the first time you ever used lime green?
2: And hey, it, it was a method.
0: Same in, result as that. Uh, you put it in and you see it and you know that it's there and then it starts to weep. And then mm-hmm. as you're doing stuff, you go, oh, fuck, I can't <laughs> see it anymore. and You start to panic. <laughs> What was that? I think it was uh was it intense that they're lime green like way back there of the millennium shit, like back in early aughts. And then just like you put it in and it would look just like chewed hamburger, but if you left it the fuck alone, it would heal bright as shit. Yeah. Yeah, that's one of those
1: tricks that those uh those light inks play. You're exactly right. You just you you can't see it. You have to believe it's there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? have uh, nice, it's brother. almost like Je- it's almost like Jesus. It, you don't see hey, it, off. but you know it's there. Hallelujah. Yeah. (laughs) And you just gotta leave it alone. So uh if I were to give this guy a piece of advice, I had this rule when this happened to me, Um, actually an old school tattoo artist. Um, uh, I can't remember his name right now, but he told me set it and forget it when it comes to lighter inks. So, you know, you're going to run your patch of lime green or whatever. And then forget it, move on to something else and come back later when it starts to show up because it needs time to settle. Mm. And if you keep constantly working and you get pigeonholed like I used to get, you get pigeonholed on it like, oh, there's not some in this area. Oh, there's not some lime green in this area. You do exactly what Brian was talking about. You just keep pounding that shit in there. And then this, this is what happens. Then you've gone too far into the deep end.
0: Yeah. So
1: just sit it and forget it and come back to it in five minutes.
0: Oh, a good fucking advice. Yeah, and we should uh we should note with this stuff if you're gonna have a light tone color, what you're gonna want to do with any of the pigments that you're looking at is uh, check. they they're gonna be a tint value range where they're gonna have a base tone. And they're gonna be adding white to it one way or another, or another type of color that may be pre-dispersed, mixed with white that's gonna scale up that volume of that yeah. tint, make it look brighter. Yeah. So the more the more white, if it's gonna be zinc oxide or TiO2 or barium sulfate or whatever else they're gonna be putting in there. If you have high quantities of that stuff, it's going to take a while for the skin to just calm down and allow enough light in once that pooling happens so it can reflect refract off of everything in there and come back out and you can actually see it. Yeah, exactly right.
2: Yeah. Okay. What I used to do early on was uh, you do one pass with whatever color you're using, then just throw a paper towel over it and spray it with some cold-ass water. Yeah. Give it like two minutes and then take that back off. Generally, you'll be able to see what's there and not there.
0: Yeah. Also great advice. Great advice. I never thought about that. We do the the science by use cold water causes constriction, right? It's like icing uh, a sports injury or something. It's going to decrease the volume of actual exit. That's going to be exiting the wound that you've just created. It's a super cheap and effective way. That's yep. fucking awesome. You don't want to pull out ice and put it on there. Don't do that. That's fucking stupid. <laughs> the cold water stuff is great, man. Yeah, keep a keep a squirt bottle in the fridge. Don't fucking do that, you psychopaths. No, just just room temperature water is fine. It's twenty degrees colder on right. average than what your fucking body is. Yeah, Good fucking advice. There you go, uh, fucking- Mike, Mike something. Scott. Yeah, Mister Mike. There you go. You, you Mike got Scott the- is yeah. Mike Scott. Why does that sound familiar? Isn't that the dude from The Office? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Isn't
1: his name Mike's... Is this guy trying to play a trick on us? I've
0: never I've never seen The Office. Is it good? It's pretty good. The it depends British on, on which version better, you watch. I think. Uh, right. right.
1: Yeah, there's a British version um, with that one guy. I forget his name. He's pretty popular now, too. That's um, pretty good. Um,
2: the American version is good if you're really stoned. The problem is it was a British comedy, and British comedy is so dry and well executed once they switched it to american and they were like aha we have to make it american then it's like incredibly misogynistic and stupid (laughs) like it took a weird turn yeah so the american version is way more awkward than
0: the actual british version yeah it's really strange either way watch them both watch them both (laughs) there you go the the two dudes stamp of approval don't fuck my Stephen carell or whatever his name is um i guess that's that's good we'll we'll stop now for our commercial break well thanks dude thanks for coming on it was cool hey, to no problem you, man. Man. thank you so yeah. much for having me it was a man. pleasure to be here with you both yeah dude and like like keep it up man like the stuff that you're saying and stuff like it seems like you know what the fuck you're talking about you know that's fucking cool it's
1: been a uh, it's been a long hard journey like i said before but uh man i'm, I'm so happy that I am where I am now here yeah, in dude. Long Beach, just doing art for a living and getting to talk to cool people like you guys, man. Yeah, man. Fucking A, dude.
0: Nice. <laughs> Thanks for coming on. I'll kick you off now. We're gonna uh I'll send you a copy of this if you want to. I think I'm gonna try to get it out before release and stuff. You wanna check it over and make sure that you said something or whatever. Or if you're good I'm, just I am completely
1: good, dude. You guys, I don't got I don't worry about that. I don't uh I'm not popular enough to be worried about that. <laughs> <laughs> right on, dude. Well, thanks for coming on, dude. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure, Brian.
2: Brian. Thank you guys yeah. so much. Yeah, take it easy, man. Have a good one, man. Oop.
0: Well, that was fun. <laughs> yeah. I like it when somebody comes like, on and just talks like heavy prick. shit. Yeah, this is fucking good, man. <clears throat> I was thinking that we could do that. Everyone has like a call and, oh, we'll listen to your messages. Like we have those things and shit too, right? And I was like, well, fuck, why don't we just like have the fucking open invitation? Come on in. Join the, join the round sense. table of our awesome show. <laughs>
2: <laughs> mm, I think it's cool. Plus, it's, it was more like foreboding in this regard. Because like, oh, you want
0: to talk shit? Come on the show. <laughs> yeah man yeah that's what i said it's it's fine you know he's like yeah and his, his i know his whole argument was like if he would have taken more time that could have been way cooler i, I know it right it just seemed disappointing to him like you said it was so average it bothered him <laughs> i thought that was fucking great it's an anchor it's an anchor it's a it was a piece of flash it was literally a pinterest piece of flash brought in i'm like do you want changes he goes nope all right perfect it took me like fucking 30 minutes i mean
2: like what the fuck else are you gonna do
0: yeah yeah
2: brooke was having a a thing like that and trying like really hard to figure out this anchor cover-up saying and i was like for fuck's sake <laughs> and i just drew it for her. <laughs> it took like two minutes i was like it's an anchor it's there it's done move just on with your day draw
0: something else yeah don't stress so much right i think that's uh another thing that we lack in the industry right is for forethought and afterthought you know like it dump so much time and effort into something trying to make it as best as possible but then like we're never thinking about what the tattoo is going to look like in ten fucking years. It's like this is going to be the best for right. social media right now. Like you'll never see anything better than this, and then you see it three months later, and it's a hot turd. And well, technique aside, there's just tattooing, and then there's art. Anyways, I guess I actually speak further on that. That fucking puppy dog that you did this week is fucking phenomenal. It was great. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. It was great. I
2: got hit up immediately right afterwards for more Pet Portrait tattoos. That's fucking awesome, dude.
0: Your approach to the fur was brilliant. It was just brilliant. You know, if you would have went and put in all that color detail and stuff 10 years from now, would look exactly like how you did it. It's fucking brilliant.
2: Yeah, it it kills me to see people trying so hard to get every single little fucking hair tattooed into something. And like one tattooing expands over time. That's going to look like dog shit later on. (laughs) But two. So like, if you were to really sit and contemplate the idea of like, I guess, two things here. Like when you look at your dog, you don't see every single fucking hair. Yeah. You know, you see the color of your dog or shapes and bodies of color. When you're looking at something, you don't see every microscopic little stupid fucking hair on their head. So don't, don't <laughs> tattoo it. Don't paint it like that. Don't tattoo it like that. Don't draw it like that. Wow. Um, but two, realistically, if you're sitting there with like you got like your three liner out and you're just tattooing every individual little hair there, you know, like one, you're missing so much because now you're like trying to focus so much on such small little stupid shit. And you're probably going to end up actually not putting enough tattooing in the skin to where that shit holds up later on over time. And then, two, you're probably overworking the shit out of that tattoo, just trying to get all this excessive detail into it. Like, Mm -hmm. calm the fuck down, kids.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's at scale, right? If you're going to try to do a miniature portrait that will fit in the palm of your hand and you're putting in fur detail, it doesn't doesn't make any fucking sense. You got a full back, you can go ahead and give her a shot. But still... (laughs) <laughs> don't get in the minutia, you know it doesn't make any sense yeah, that corgi
2: tattoo is only six inches tall that's, that's fucking not big yeah fucking parmesan
0: that's fucking great <laughs> <laughs> i see I, I was just yeah it made me happy to look at it That fucking dog and i love the with you especially like the first rule of portraiture and, and uh fine art if you're going to be doing it is the detail has to be on a focal point right and those eyes and those glasses you slay right. on those are such good high detail very focused things that you can put the time into and it pushes the viewer's eyes right into that fucking that face it's awesome really well done
2: yeah she uh, she posted she took the picture of her dog and huh. then posted it on facebook and i was like that would be such a killer tattoo no i was shit. like just just yeah. like position the the caricature of it etc i
0: was like we just got to tattoo it <laughs> Did up the drawing sent it off cold calling. That's cold call sale. <laughs> That's fucking awesome, dude. This picture's so good I want to do a tattoo of it, but you gotta pay me. <laughs> Produce it and I'll <laughs> seduce. That's fucking great, dude. Oh anything else cool happened this week? Ah. Uh don't
2: remember. I went to a new cigar lounge in town. It was nice. pretty fucking rad. That's cool. Yeah, they just opened up like two weeks ago or something like that. Super modern. Uh, you walk in, it feels more like it would be a Starbucks than a cigar lounge. Oh. But they yeah. have like this really amazing collection of um, small crafter cigars, essentially. Oh, so cool. they're not like huge popular known brands. They're like uh. smaller still like hand rolled and handmade
0: artisan style singers. cigars and shit yeah right yeah super good that's cool they have like the leather chairs wing backs or otherwise you can sit there and have some fucking scotch and smoke a cigar or was it just just the purchase yeah place? yeah oh nice that's fucking now cool. you get to hang out smoke it shoot the shit etc it's a pretty sweet little spot I feel fucking classy right for an irish boy Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool, man. What happened to my end this week? I I didn't do much. I, I had to take Thursday off because I had a big cancellation, so I just like kind of moved some stuff around. And Friday, I went up. I uh, got a chance to start finishing up some artwork. I'm gonna send you over a copy of it actually afterwards here, of um this that Sandman tattoo. Remember I was talking to you about before? Oh, nice. Yeah, actually, I'll send it to you right now. Share my fucking screen so you can see this fucking silly crap. I gotta finish it up definitely sandman get a little fucking skull thingy whatever the fuck she said it is copper blend off on the mask a little bit of etching she wants more realistic so this is like the first draft i gotta finish it up and actually make it look cool but all right yeah this this
2: is taking such a wild left turn
0: yeah yeah, dude. I thought I was gonna be somewhat relatively Neotrad, And then we went to a more traditional look, and then we went super realistic, and then I did painterly. I did 50 iterations of this tattoo until we settled on this. 50. Nice. Just you know, it's all right. It's pretty simple. I like the first one I did more, you know? The painterly one with the fucking gold accents, the green, and that's
2: how it always goes. Cause that first one is when you're like the most like. Enthralled on the idea, you're just like, Hell yes, and then you give it your all, and then it gets shot down. They're just like, No,
0: <laughs> I think it spent like 15 hours fucking doing that digital painting, and it was, it was, I was super excited about it. I thought it was fucking awesome, you know. And then it just kept getting hard, nose coming back. And uh, and we settled on this one on the Saturday night. We came in, and we were supposed to do the tattoo, and I showed her what I had, and she's like, I don't fucking like it. I was like, Fuck. so we sat down and worked through this for a couple hours and i had her just there and she's like do this and change this and blah 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 and that's what we ended up with she's cool with it and then i finished up a sleeve with the last setting on remember i told you about this i think like last year i was doing these super drawn out tattoos were like i'll go and i'll do the the soft tones that i want to see soft like five years from now first Right. And then I'll do like some line work and I'll do like midtones. And then, you know, at the end of it, we'll do the highlights in the black. We did the final line work and highlights on this tattoo 18 months after we started, and it looks fucking rad. <laughs> Let it heal Yikes. up. Yeah. Three weeks from now, I'll grab a nice healed picture of it, you know, healed, air quote, healed, and uh, get it done. It's fucking cool, man. It worked. The uh, hypothesis. You just like, I'm going to send you some YouTube
2: videos on like just to take a picture with your phone. <laughs> the shit fucking kills me every time i look at your instagram i'm like this guy works his ass off and then decides to just throw it away when boils <laughs> down to taking a picture like you got some pictures where your client's basically completely out of the fucking panel like, they're, they're not even in it some uh, of your pictures are just blurry as fuck like you were just walking by and you're like oh wait click, trying to snap yeah. a picture
0: yeah yeah, that's that's my downfall, right? Because <laughs> I know how to tattoo. Like, if I actually take the time to do something, the tattoos look fucking rad, you know? Wow, I did such a good tattoo, and then maybe this is where that panic comes in afterwards. I'm like, I don't know how to tattoo. Imposter syndrome. Because I look back on my pictures, I'm like, whoa, it must have been having a bad day. Then they'll come back into the shop later, and I'll see the tattoo. I'm like, wow, that's way better than I thought it would be. And they're like, huh? <laughs> I thought you took a picture. I'm like, I'll show them the picture. They're like, that's a really fucking bad picture. Oops! Did you post it? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I got a joke for you. I got a joke for you. Did I tell you the? Did I tell you the 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 hamster and TSA joke before? Yes. Okay. I remember us talking about a hamster. Yeah. Okay. I'll skip that one. I've been writing some uh, prompts for new jokes. Let me pull up this prompt here. So it's thinking about just fun, things that I thought would be funny, you know, and. uh it was weird because I started telling these people and no, no one thought it was funny. <laughs> but a couple of them were fucking fantastic, right? <clears throat> so, I, I, well, actually, yeah. Have you heard about this one uh, There in, in the news right now? There's a dude, he's a, a chess champion. His name is Hans Niemann. And he has been accused of cheating by the world's grandmaster, Magnus Carlsen. Have you heard about this?
2: I think I skimmed
0: over it. Yeah, so uh. the initial the initial complaint was that this guy was cheating online which they said yes of course we we've, we've we've validated that he has cheated many a times but magnus carlsen lost to him in one match and he said that he was cheating face to face like how did you how could you do that like we were sitting here and there's cameras on him and he said he had anal beats up his keister that vibrated that told him where to move the pieces and uh i thought that was kind of ridiculous personally like i mean One, if you have something sitting on your keys, you'd probably be, you know, sitting a little bit crooked or, you know, adjusting a little bit, this and that, you know, the vibrations every time they went off. I mean, if you've seen him fucking jumping, you know, every time you'd be like, oh, the guy's cheating. He's got something up his ass. So I I think it's fake. Right. Because, like, you could tell a dude was cheating if he had a flashlight. Right. Just like stuck on him when he was sitting there and he's just like, ah, (laughs) that would be easy to determine. Right. And so i was thinking about other sex toys that you could use in this entire setup and uh i i think with every single one of them i don't think that you could utilize it in chess
2: who okay so the guy that's accusing him of cheating is the one that came up with the anal bead scenario yeah like why is that your first go-to <laughs>
0: <laughs> like he couldn't have been wearing a toe ring that vibrated yeah something right no they have them, i think that they might have them the fucking stripped down to their skivvies before they come out because it's fucking chess chess is war they're gonna come out and fucking make war <laughs> We don't want to have any hidden weapons. Makes no sense. <laughs> I don't. This is why I skimmed over it because like it's chess. Who gives a fuck? So in saying that as well, there's a prompt. Have you ever loved someone so much you wanted to super glue your genitals into or on theirs? I I'm really worried about where you spend your time on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> your face was fucking awesome, dude. The okay, last one, last one, right? Oprah in Guantanamo Bay as a torture person. I just think that's funny. What if Oprah was an interrogation? I don't think she'd have the stomach for it. Guantanamo Bay, but what if she did? What? If, I bet, man, she might be just a ballsy chick. You don't know. She'd just be like, "Yeah, fuck, let's do this, right?" She's clit up, let's go, and she just fucking walks in there and is like, "Hi, <laughs> look under your seat." <laughs> Pull out some fucking electrodes. You get an electrode. You just fucking just fucking light that guy up. I bet you she could get confessions faster than anyone else. Ayo. <laughs> All right. We will never do this skit again. <laughs> This is where my brain has been going, dude. I sat down one one night uh, like two or three months ago. Maybe it was earlier in the year with season. And I was just like stream of consciousness, just writing down random one sentence fucking things. And I think in, in an hour, I wrote down like 300 things. And she was like, Jesus Christ, how does your brain work like this? I'm like, I have no fucking clue. But it was pretty funny. I have a lot of them too. It's weird. I think they call that ADHD. <laughs> I don't have ADHD though, dude. I, I don't. I, I don't, if they give me the speed drugs, it makes me just fucking, you know, even weirder. I'm just like this. That's why I, Border Collie is my spirit animal, right? I'm like a herding dog. I'm just like, yeah, you know, if I don't run enough, I get fucking weird, which is <laughs> where we're at now. <laughs> I've lost a lot of weight. Not enough though. Um, <clears throat> here's one for you. I was making a video before um, we started the talk today. and I uh, my, my prompt is why you shouldn't create washes when using color pigments.
2: I think it depends on the scenario that you're working in. Mm. So like technically speaking, we very rarely use a wash of a color, Mm -hmm. but if you do it right, you can get really cool effects out of it. You know, you just can't use it for the scenarios where you would assume that you would use that. You know, like if you're going to do a watercolor tattoo, you'd obviously use full saturated color. Yep. And you just learn to blend into skin tone with full saturated color. Yeah, dude. Um, but there's some, some pretty neat little tricks that you can do with color washes. I'm not going to sit here and elaborate on that,
0: but <laughs> it is useful. Really cool stuff. Blending in skin is a very real thing. And if you don't know how to blend in skin, yeah there's a there's a fucking tidbit for people if they don't know what the fuck we're talking about They'll Be They'll like wait wait hang on why haven't you told me that's what this show is about you fucks yeah because fuck you that's like an advanced tattoo <laughs> technique you fucking make a seminar about that send us five hundred dollars in a self-addressed stamped envelope to po box get fucked uh portland oregon nine seven zero zero five um i am doing a seminar uh coming up pretty quick here nice are you recording it I
2: was thinking about it. Should I just set up a camera and record this thing? It's it's just going to be a fiasco of me over explaining shit, essentially.
0: (laughs) Do it. We'll put it up on the the website, and we can fucking sell it off. Make some money off that Yeah, I have
2: pretty much everything set up. I have a a whole uh, PowerPoint presentation. I I love my PowerPoint program that I'm using because the PowerPoint in and of itself is completely interactive, so I I can go on a slide trace over it, um, mock shit up, write on it if I want to, and then just continue on to the next slide, et cetera.
0: That's so I have cool. this
2: all done. We got a projector. Where we'll be projecting it like fucking huge on the wall in the nice. shop, et cetera, et cetera. It, it's <laughs> going to be fun.
0: That's fucking awesome, dude. Hell yeah, you should do that. Yeah. I should start shopping around myself. I found out that I, I give away so much information for free. People don't ask me for seminars. <laughs> It's like I'll just read your website I might not get fucked Maybe I should just bring this all in house Shut everything down, get rid of everything Keep the podcast Just do tattoos And uh, people can ask us And then we can make money off of it (laughs) (laughs) Saying that if you've listened to this long Probably a good idea (laughs) We have a buy me a coffee link that's going to be in the show description If you like the show, support us Give us cash, you fucks <laughs> this shit is expensive. <laughs> the term is starving artist. Starving artist. Oh, I got fucking. We haven't been paid yet for our sponsorship from fucking Ink Master, right? I don't think the show's doing well because I got an uh, email from the showrunners and they're like, "Hey, can we discuss some added value?" this, this is stuff that we'll give away for free. And I'm like, no. <laughs> 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 We're not going. They're not going to release payment until fucking December. That's bizarre. I know, dude. I don't fuck I actually it. just
2: watched uh episode 1 of the new season of Ink Master this morning. How was it? And it's just it's not good. No. Oh god. One uh I don't know if it was planned or something but Gian, one of the tattoo artists on the show, he obviously lost to Ryan Ashley, but you know, I think they just brought him on for that. Yeah. Um but he's dressed and looks like Oliver Peck. What? And I don't know if it was done intentional or if he did it as like a joke or something, but he just looks like Oliver Peck.
0: That's so weird. <laughs> it's It was really cracking me up. The dude who got the show canceled the first time. I want to go on as a shout out in solidarity to him. <clears throat> it's fucking weird. Well,
2: yeah, it, it was really bizarre, but. At the same time, I was like, if it's if he's doing this as a joke, then like fucking awesome. right that's on. It's hilarious. If
0: it was unintentional, that's weak. <laughs> <laughs> is there anyone good on there? Or is it just the same dredges? They got three good people and everyone else is shit. Um I, I
2: would say that they are all at best average. Like, even half the winners that have ever won this shit, in my opinion, are just average tattoo artists. So yeah. like, they're all at best average. They're doing good tattoos, you know? Yeah. Um, What's more interesting this time around is that, like, now, instead of judging specifically based on technique or, like, pretending to, they're judging it more, like, artistically, like, what they could have done better designer artistic-wise.
0: Oh. They've leaned completely away from tattooing as a trade and leaned hard into it just being a canvas. Like, really canvas yeah, this so shit. like
2: once again this is just episode one but so the general takeaway so far on episode one is what the fuck are they doing
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right you can catch them on paramount plus exclusively and this is free ad i i wouldn't uh probably recommend it just based on brights right i mean
2: <laughs> any show for just entertainment value like the, i've watched almost every season of ink master purely for the entertainment
0: oh the drama
2: like the worse the tattoo is the more hilarious that shit is gotcha because like one you're on national television
0: (laughs) you're gonna do tattoos that
2: bad that's fucking awesome (laughs) two anybody that's taking this show seriously just needs to pull their head out of the cloud right like none of this shit really fucking matters you know like the 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 judging on these tattoos is absolute bullshit and it always will be the only time you can like take the judging technically serious is like they have ami james on there ami james has been a japanese tattoo artist for fucking countless years you know so when he's like uh this isn't technically traditional japanese because it doesn't follow this 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 and this rule like that's another shit that you can actually take serious because he actually knows what the fuck he's talking about yeah but when they're like i don't know this tattoo just isn't purpley enough for me <laughs> and, you know like you don't have to take that shit serious
0: that's that's ridiculous it needs more purple like that's that's fucking hilarious yeah i was uh i know a bunch of people who've been on there and i'm just like how was it and they're like oh man they really try to hype up the drama they want you fucking fighting oh out. yeah man Yeah. That's funny. I I wonder if we can do, maybe we can make a pitch to Paramount and we can have, have you ever seen Nailed It, the baking show where they make the cakes? Right. Yeah, let's do that with tattoos. (laughs) Tattoo Nailed It. (laughs) Take fucking three at-home tattooers for a chance to win $50,000. TM, TM, TM. You motherfuckers can't take that shit. I would fucking go with it. (laughs) That's so awful. Now we're in science mode science mode we actually had a good question coming it came in a couple weeks ago i don't know if i already read this to you or not but said uh i saw uh from david i saw someone say that you could open up the skin to pack more black and effectively by going over it with a light wash first have you ever heard anything about Oh this? my god <laughs> okay there's a tattoo <laughs> artist
2: and i'm not gonna say his name yeah but he'll if he hears this he'll know who he is mm. a friend of mine was chatting this guy up one day and he does black and gray tattoos and he's like the big secret is that i just grind over top of the entire tattoo surface real quick with water or a white wash right so you just go over the whole goddamn thing and then you do the tattoo like so you just fuck the whole (laughs) skin surface up first and then you spend hours tattooing over top of that's insane yeah but there are people that believe that this actually works better
0: Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) yeah oh my gosh dude i I wrote a response to this stuff but i'm glad that you think that it's just as nutty as possible right because there's was the easiest thing right if you go over the skin with needles you're creating trauma so you're already at a state where the skin is damaged now because you're stimulating the immune system it could be If you did did not increase the trauma at any more uh, or any greater amount, that if you went over it and you uh, saturated stuff, there'd be more immune cells there that could possibly hold on to more pigment and make it appear more saturated. But every time you go over the fucking skin, you're chewing it up more. (laughs) So There's going to be a diminishing return on this stuff. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. It, it doesn't like we've never seen Japanese tattooers who are sitting there with fucking Irazumi just doing a dry run over a sleeve before they get started. You know, you know what works <laughs> the best doing it
2: right the first
0: time. <laughs> <laughs> That's just
2: yeah. Oh, my gosh. I think, uh, once again, getting back into the same redundant fucking shit over and over and over again, so many tattoo artists are out there running their machines so fast that I think they're having issues with saturation and shading and shit like that because they're running their machines, these stupid-ass rotary pens, way too fast. They're not actually giving the needles time to do what they're supposed to be doing, right? Mm-hmm. So you have this needle that's moving so quick that it really can't do what you were expecting it to do if people just slowed their shit down right like if you're having issues with black saturation which is the easiest fucking thing on the planet (laughs) then chances are you just need to slow the fuck down yeah yeah you can accidentally give yourself a full black sweep if you're not careful <laughs> you know like it doesn't make any sense
0: yeah it, it, once again i think we said this but on the last show like if you see people taking black ink and just pouring it onto the arm and using 130 yep. rubbing and rubbing it's just it, they're not doing anything it's just a show this is media literacy like not everything you see on tv or, or in technicolor is fucking real right like there's just a right way to do it and a wrong way to do it and this if you're trying to just go in and do this and you don't know what you're doing like i mean there's probably a chance that you could still pull off solid black saturation if you did something like this, if you know how to tattoo. But you're always going to be increasing the chances of scarring, rejection, transport into the fucking lymph nodes right. and stuff if you're just fucking up the body. And that's the other thing too, right? If you, if you stimulate the immune system, there's going to be a greater propensity of any pigment that's being added to the skin that's going to be pulled in. You're not letting it have a chance to just settle and just stay there when the body starts remodeling the immune system takes a little while to get there as well you're going to give it a chance to it's stick. gonna
2: it's uh, gonna swell more it's gonna be far more irritated there's so many stupid things that are gonna happen just because of that decision process yeah let me just fuck your skin really quick and then tattoo over it I'm like god common sense guys yeah it's crazy uh, <laughs> like do that shit to yourself you know like grab your shin bone there just run over it with some water mm. and then pack some color over top of it yeah just do it to yourself see if it fucking works see if it feels like shit <laughs> i like, guarantee it will
0: oh here's here's one there's a, an article that came out oh, maybe i don't know put it up on the facebook group or not there's an article that came out that said and it, or it had studied how pain actually can modulate and affect the immune system directly. Like they actually found like specific things inside the body that react to pain and how pain is actually a really good thing. Evolutionarily pain has been really good at keeping us alive, right? Cause it's the body saying, Hey, pay attention to me. There's something fucking wrong. So when you're getting into stuff like this and you're already creating pain, <laughs> You're going into it, you're overworking and adding more black, adding more black, fucking whipping and building all this shit out. Eventually, like, person's not gonna be able to sit as well, and it's gonna fuck shit up. There's a threshold. It's like an economic fucking analysis, right? I was like doing like a degeneration X, <laughs> fucking, do a WWE fucking poll. Anyways, <clears throat> seeing this stuff, what it also was saying is that the use of these numbing creams can artificially uh, modulate the immune response inside the body. So if your body actually doesn't know that there's pain because those pain receptors have been blocked, it can fuck with stuff and it can like change healing. And it's, it's actually like they're actually doing the work now to prove why, like we've known, like, of course, it's just fucking common sense that that would be like that, but they're actually proving it now and they're learning how to fuck with stuff. That was fun. Uh,
2: People. Okay. Like this is going to get really far out there. Right on. Um, (laughs) The human body is essentially a computer, right? We have electrical impulses and signals that fly through back and forth, et cetera, all over our body constantly every single day. Right. So obviously the way that this works best is without fucking with or tampering with the system. Right. So yeah. Yeah. The best way that your tattoo is going to work is to just do the tattoo the right way. Let that shit hurt because one, it's just good for you. Okay. Feel some, bullshit every once in a while it's good for you it's good for you mentally but obviously that's going to send a signal that signal goes to the brain the brain sends a signal back to all these other little cellular structures that are going around right all these weird little creatures that live inside your body they're going to do their job because they know what to do right because they got the signal if we're fucking with these things then obviously shit's going to get fucked up (laughs) You're just blocking the
0: mailman and he can't
2: do his fucking job. Yeah.
0: If you're like a That's you know, stupid opiates and stuff, right? Like it forces people's bodies to adapt to this, you know, this pain fighting thing, but also fucks with their immune system. I can fuck with a bunch of shit. That's why you get sick all the time. If you're a fucking drug addict and shit, you know, right. Fucking it with your body. You stop doing that. That's well, all right. You know, little doses, everything is fine. You know, it, in moderation, things can be useful. It doesn't mean that they're good. marijuana and moderation can be a useful thing for combating hunger and cancer patients who are going through chemotherapy and stuff like this but if somebody's smoking four fucking blunts before they go to get chemo it's probably not going to be a good idea right (laughs) moderation people cocaine in small doses is great as a topical anesthetic that's why we create synthetic versions of it like novocaine shit like this right it fights pain that's why if you do a big old line of fucking blow you wipe your nose you rub it on your gums they go fucking numb (laughs) It's good in moderation. You're fucking cracking fucking four eight balls, you know, (laughs) and a night problem there.
2: (laughs) Oh, it's just all of these things, man. Especially when it boils down to tattooing, like, God wow. damn. The reason it worked so well, right? And we can go all the way back to the 1930s and 40s. Oh. The reason tattooing just worked well is it was a really simple process. It was, they used yeah. really simple machines. <laughs> Obviously, they didn't have the best fucking tattooing in the world. Yeah. You know, these psychopaths were using one-based paint and shit while they were tattooing each other. But, but that shit still worked. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. We don't need to make things more complicated. I think as soon as we started throwing that artist label onto stuff. And people are putting art before, you know, tattoo, and we started to remove that simplicity and started to make it a complex by becoming so opaque that no one knows the fuck they're doing. Oh, it's fine. You can just go right. with feeling. It's, no, there's a right way to do it. It's not hard. Look, if you can, it's not. If hard. you can, like, fucking saturate fuck. a
2: four inch by four inch black square and have it heal black, then you can
0: literally yep. tattoo anything. That's 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 how cool this is. Oh, that was so fun dude literally okay i have a friend who was doing tattoos and and she was having issues with the color and stuff but she packed black one of the best i've ever seen ever i mean solid single pass fucking with a mag dude and it's just perfect heels out flat the best black her color was weak as fuck i'm like why don't you just do it like you're doing black ink and she goes well it's not black ink i'm like (laughs) try it and she did it and she was like, oh man, get fucked! Because it was just perfect after that. It was like, it's not, like you already know how to fucking what tattoo. What was she doing differently color different? would be the better question. <laughs> just, you know, not committing it to skin. You know, just like being gentle, like afraid of making mistakes, you know, like wanting to make sure this, that, blah, blah. So this is just topical insertion on that stuff. So a lot of it was falling out. I was looking weak. I swear I to God, right? lens, blah, blah, blah. It's just like, this fucking, this? These
2: people nowadays would probably think I was a fucking serial killer if they watched me tattoo. <laughs> just fucking slam that shit right in there right. yeah dude oh yeah go one pass solid red right.
0: yeah <laughs> you can tell <laughs> right. throw on an 11 mag and pray this would be fun you know yeah uh, oh that's so funny yeah I, I look back on like my career and stuff and like when i first started learning how to use mags because we didn't even have mags when i first started they just like we're starting to come into circulation around us have flats When a mag came in, I remember I did like my first pass. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like, it's going to take you a while to learn how to use it. I'm like, what? This is bullshit. But it was because I just didn't fucking think that this is just needles on a stick. Like, I just, as soon as I got that in my head and I was just like, I'm just going to fuck this shit up. And it was perfect. I was like, oh, why didn't I just do that at the beginning? It's not like it's something special. Oh fucking hell jesus christ i got this uh, new technique i've been working on i'm trying to think of new ways to lay stuff in right so i've got i got that pen style machine right and it showed it to you that fucking tiny one it looks like a cosmetic right. one it's fucking not maybe it is and i just was a fucking idiot and bought <laughs> they, they a cosmetic also,
2: one kinds of weird <laughs> but, shit like some of them are I th- as skinny as like a big fucking click pen it's really strange
0: that's so weird dude yeah it's, it's small it hits like a fucking just a monster but I can spin it and rotate it easier in my fingers now when I'm running lines, which is fucking weird, right? I'm just like, oh, shit. My, my hand, dude, after switching from just coils over to that the first day, my wrist was fucking dead. <laughs> I, was, I was like right. death gripping the motherfuck out of this thing because it felt weird, right? And I'm just like, oh, just fucking beefing down on it. And I think about like three quarters of the way through the day, I started to loosen up and I was like, man, my fucking wrist is sore. But I just think they I got a flat and putting it at a bevel in the skin, you know, just standard so you can get that little, that little nice gradient. I was taking it and I was pivoting it around an axis. These little like pyramids you can create when you do this. You just fucking take it, twist one way, twist the other way. So you get this like deep saturated edge. You got to move fast as fuck, right? And beveling off stuff. I did it with some bubbles. Center line, just fucking dug it into a side and fucking spun it around. Dude, perfect shapes on these bubbles. It was really fucking cool. I don't know if you ever do that. You ever sit there and fuck around with stuff and like think like, hey, do this weird hand motion. Is that shit going to work? That's what my legs are dedicated to.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Just anytime I get a random thought, you know, it's just like, Mm. ha okay <laughs> <And then laughs> this just is gonna work tear yeah.
0: Up. <laughs> yeah dude it was neat i was trying to think about like all the tools that we have because like when you think about painting you have all these different brushes that do all these different effects right but everyone's like painting and tattooing are synonymous and i'm like oh well get fucked maybe they are maybe they're not i doubt it i don't think so but i was like well what if i tried to replicate these these brushes and how they can work and So I started trying to do them. I found like five or six different like techniques I never thought of. But maybe everyone else knows this shit. And I was doing stuff. I'm like, fuck, this is kind of cool. Thinking like a painter, painter. <laughs> except scientist.
2: <laughs> like it only makes sense to think about our needle arrangements as paintbrushes because like you have flats, filberts, cat tongues, points, liners, etc. This mm-hmm. different array of paintbrush types, and we have an incredible array of tattoo needles right and they do correlate to each other just not as perfectly as we would like them to
0: you know yeah 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 there's a lot of fucking around with your machine speed depths and stuff you have to do when you start fucking with all those things trying to get different effects and i used to be just like i said it forget it it's fucking 4.5 volts on a liner and just fucking go and i'm starting to find like different stuff in the past like year I've been experimenting with it has been really interesting with different effects, things like this. We were talking about stippling before, you know, like the very specific way of how you're doing it. And it just turns out perfect and consistent every time it's just, it's fucking neat, you know, still going in there and just trying shit and seeing right. if it works out. And if it doesn't, you know how to fix it. <laughs> <laughs> That's just going to, this is all about critiques, right? So anyone has a critique on that thought and get a bunch of angry emails, you know? fucking Tony. there's just like a lot this. of
2: shit they're like like you don't really see much of anymore or at least i don't i don't know maybe it's because i work with younger people now but like mm. cornering your mag <laughs> you know like yeah, i
0: never see anyone doing that anymore it doesn't seem to
2: happen anymore
0: you know like no. instead they're just like well i bought round shaders <laughs> okay but you could have just used a mag <laughs> yeah I see people with like 90, 90 uh, cartridges, especially they'll have like 90 of them, just like different, uh, all these different sizes and stuff like this. And I'm like, so you have a three, five, seven, nine, eleven, thirteen, 11, 13 and 15 round. And then you have a five, seven, nine, eleven, thirteen, fifteen, twenty-three 11, 13, 15, 23 mag out for a palm size tattoo. But yes. Right. Like why don't you just use a three and a nine? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. And me and a, uh me and Brooke were doing a, a needle order a while back and she's like, what mm. needle should I order? Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. And I was like, "Like okay, all you need is a three liner, maybe a five liner, a nine liner. Mm. Then you need a nine mag, 13 mag. If you want to go bigger, get a 15, but it's probably not necessary. That's not I'm like that's yeah. it. That's People... like five needle groups, guys. <laughs> that's all you fucking that's need. to I tattoo with.
0: Yeah, I have three, three and five liner. I have a loose seven just for like blending shit if i'm gonna have something that's super tight that i want to get into and then i have a nine mag and 11 mag that's it that's all i use
2: yeah if you're if you're buying every fucking single size one you're wasting so much money because you know for a fact when you open that drawer there's boxes of needles that you've never touched oh yeah Yeah. you know like so just stop doing it just write that shit off you know Mm. you don't have to keep buying that shit anymore because you never use it and if you do use it it's just once every fucking blue moon where like you what? ran out of the one needle so you just go into this overstocked pile of bullshit that you have lying
0: there <laughs> yeah. i used to do that all the time when i'd run out of fucking uh, liner tubes and i just like have a fucking flat tube right and i just turn it on a corner so i just have like a fucking half diamond <laughs> and people are like right. whoa how are you doing that I'm like it's a fucking tube <laughs> like, add an extra band and go fuck it right <laughs> He's so like back back that stuff.
2: more of a bend to it, you know, and then throw another <laughs> yes. rubber band
0: on it, and we'll be fine. That's it. fucking fine. Crank up the voltage about two volts. It'd be fucking run fine, buddies. Inkflow might be a little rough, but it'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, golly. Are you rounded mags only now? Do you ever use flats? Um, I've used round mags
2: exclusively for, like, the last 10 years. No should eh? I right. have a couple of flats. Like, I have a box with 13 flats, and I have a box with 7 flats. And yeah. they're oh, more specifically, if there's just, like, a super tight, weird little area that I know yeah. I'm going to need this thing for, then, like, that's it. If I just can't simply do it with my <laughs> 9 mag, then I have this 7 flat here. Or if somebody's yeah. got, like, some incredibly tough fucking skin,
0: oh, 7 Oh, yeah. Flat. Oh, yeah. I love 7 flats. I still have a couple boxes of them or uh how about like a rounded mags only or do you do straight mags too just curved mags just curves. yeah that's cool <clears throat> i bought a box of uh uh nine nine round mag cartridges because i have i've always just used fucking flats maybe every once in a while i'll use like a 15 curve just because it makes me feel a little bit more comfortable so you know your hand has to be so perfect every time you're using the fucking straights because if it's off just a little bit you get the fucking the groove lines, right? saturation one side it's not you get the overlap just looks like choppy as shit i spent so much time making it so i could get that shit smooth as fuck i I tossed it around it mag and i was like let's see what the fuck happens i was like powder smooth i was like god get fucked like that's so (laughs) easy i just sat there and fucking just fucking wand shaded over something i was like dusting the fucking desk off right and it was like perfectly smooth I was like, this is so fucking stupid. <laughs> There's no technique needed for this. It just made it smooth. I did an overlay on a blend. I was like fucking red and purple or something together, right? like a dark red and fucking deep purple or something. Overlapping. oh, well, it didn't blend off quite right. You have that fucking rounded mag. And I was like, just fucking fanned it in a little bit. I was like, fucked. It's perfect. I was like, what the fuck is this? No wonder people's shit looks so good and so easy. They're using these cheater needles. Peter needles
2: nice uh yeah no i've used curved mags for yeah probably exclusively for like 10 years if not longer specifically from needle jig uh not to just drop brands and whatever yeah i'm not sponsored but (laughs) they just make the best in my opinion uh if you like compare needles right like actually hold them up and look at them For some reason, needle jigs curved mags have more of a curve. It's really strange. Oh, that's cool. So They actually have more of a curve. They work better. They do smoother shit. So I just always go with those guys. Like, everybody likes talking up Quadrant and all that shit. But, like, if you actually look at it, like, Quadrant's cartridge tips, like, the plastic is also curved. Yeah, dude. I've noticed that. That's so weird. And the needles don't really have that drastic of a curve to them Mm -hmm. so like it doesn't make sense to me whereas like if you actually look at needle jigs shit like their mags are flat the plastic's flat Mm -hmm. but the needles are curved so Mm -hmm. like when you're working off your tube you're getting
0: perfect uh smooth edges coming (laughs) off of it you know like it just makes sense that way yeah the ink flow is not inhibited and coming out in uneven spaces That just seems weird you're dropping pigment before your actual needle's hitting with the fucking curved tips that's yeah. fucking weird you never did that we always used to file them remember you steelies you fucking file that shit flat as hell get that burr <laughs> off give it a little bit of a fucking a little lip at the edge make sure it's not too sharp so you're slicing skin and fucking give her if I fucking right. ever curved a tip I would have been punched in the throat <laughs> yeah it's fucking bizarre what are you doing? That's stupid. Yeah. Anyways, uh, who's the who's the good? Since now I got this rotary thing, and I think I'm going to switch over, except uh, you know, for shit that I just need to use the fucking coil for because it. I don't know. It was weird. It was so much more consistent, I guess, in the actual throw. I wasn't having to do adapt and change stuff so much when I was running. I was like, oh, this is actually kind of nice. I think I'm going to run it for a little while and, and give it a good, you know, three six months and see how shit works. But who makes good cartridges? Like I don't know. I'm just buying stuff off of eBay. <laughs> um it's,
2: it's always going to be preference but like more specifically i almost always exclusively once again order from needle jig perfect uh, that's just where my brand loyalty lies at the moment i have two boxes of quadrants that i'm trying to burn through um i was hmm. just out at the convention and didn't have my oh, fucking yeah. shit had to buy two boxes the only needles they had apparently were fucking quadrant um needle jig is less of a price once again, yep. the round mags are just better. Um, there is a little bit of play in the cartridge, but if you're an anal repetitive psychopath like me, I open the cartridges up and I thin my
0: needles anyway. So yeah. once you do that, it's fine. Okay, cool. Well, this is uh, this show is sponsored by Needle Jig. <laughs> yeah, apparently I'm writing them an email after this shit. Thanks, guys. our generic outro track thank you everyone for listening remember please go give us a like subscribe review on any of the podcast players or platforms that you enjoy listening to us on and uh thanks yeah thanks thanks for listening to the show we hope you enjoyed it we'll talk to you again next week